Welcome to the Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC podcast. My name is Christian Aparicio, along here with my co-host Chris Sines. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 001. We're happy that you guys are here joining us tonight. Awesome. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, have a lot of energy to put towards this effort with our podcast. Chris and I were having conversations via Facebook a few months back, and we were both thinking about how we can contribute to this fandom that we feel. Absolutely. We wanted to look for an opportunity to have a bigger role with the team and, and you know, making a podcast I felt I felt was a great opportunity and I wanted to reach out to other people that might have that same interest and Christian reached out and said that he was looking to uh, <clears throat> join in full force and then here we are today doing episode 001, man. So exactly. it's been a few months coming with the holidays and things like that. So we're ready to get started. So why don't we, uh, Christian, why don't you go ahead and just give a brief introduction about yourself and then we'll, uh, I'll do one for myself and then we'll get right into the podcast. Definitely. Uh, born and bred here in the LA area, in the Valley, played soccer my entire life. Been a fan of European and South American soccer and here at the MLS as well. With that said, uh, I had never experienced the type of atmosphere as the Bank of California brings and LAFC has done with their marketing and and uh, what they've done so far with the team and the things that they did in progressing last year. So uh, that's a little bit about me and um, I love the team, I love the sport and I'm really excited to, to be able to contribute to this podcast and give you guys the information that we think is valuable for the casual and the passionate fans. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I myself, I also grew up in San Fernando Valley. Uh, I never actually played soccer or even followed soccer until I um, got into my mid-20s and I met a guy at work. And uh, he introduced me to uh, the MLS, which uh, he took me some uh, Galaxy games. And that was my first introduction to uh, to going to a live soccer game. And I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the environment. I felt like it was a lot of fun. You know, I, growing up, I played, I've been to a lot of baseball games and football games and, and hockey games. And, you know, I just felt like there was something different about a, a soccer game. And so when I heard that LAFC was going to get started, I, you know, immediately jumped on board and, and uh, became an original as it was. And, uh, and that's, that's all that was written in that history. And so, you know, now my family's on board and I'm a season ticket holder, Christian's a season ticket holder, and yep. we're just excited to be a part of this family from the ground up. You know, we were both at the foundation signing yep. uh, where we, uh, you know, all signed our names with a Sharpie on the on the foundation circle that's in the middle of the pitch. And, you know, it's it's just a great, great experience, great family environment, and I'm all for it. You know, I'm all in. So. Definitely. No, being an original is a privilege and we don't take it lightly. Part of the goal of the podcast will be something that's for the casual fan and also for the very passionate fan, as I mentioned earlier. We want to give different perspectives, you know, give our opinions of what the front office and the administration is doing, the great things that 30 to 52 are doing to create that contagious atmosphere in the stadium. We want to give general fan experiences from different aspects of the stadium and portions and pieces of the stadium. And then also talk about a little bit the discussion of the tactical things that Bob Bradley and his staff are bringing in giving our comments and opinions of what we think that style is, um, what that entertaining brand of football that they're bringing to the table is. And I think the MLS is progressing and teams like LAFC are doing that the, to make it more entertaining for the casual fan and also a uh, very skillful type of playing and scoring that the passionate fan and more in, entrenched fan wants to see on the pitch. Yeah, and, and you, you can see it too, right? Like when... 
when people are looking at, at a model to how you know you're starting all these newer teams like Austin FC was just announced, uh, FC Cincinnati's coming on board. Uh, you've got Inter Miami coming on board in, in next season, and and people say that LAFC did it right. You know, they right. sent out the 3252, which for those of you that don't know, the 3252 are the fans that sit on the that don't sit. They stand on the north end for the entire 90 minutes. And, and they cheer and they create the atmosphere at the bank. And, and you know, they sent fans of the 3252 last year to, to Borussia Dortmund, you know, right. to see the to, to see the uh, the wall of Borussia Dortmund. And it's they did it right, you know, creating the environment. You know, it's almost like a model now. Yeah. You know, for a long time, the other expansion teams were models that, that set the stage and set the bar uh, for, for what was expected for an expansion team. And I feel like LAFC has, has almost surpassed it and, and set another level. It's almost like... A, re, a total revision of the expectation of uh, expansion teams in the, in the MLS today. What's extraordinary, I'd say, is that the front office not only invested in the wages of the team and bringing in a quality coach, but like you said, they sent some of the captains of the 3252, the different founding five supporter group captains, out to Borussia Dortmund, and they were able to learn from that atmosphere one and the organization skills that are needed to have that coordination with that entire stand. So the reason you see those incredible Instagram and Twitter posts uh, or Facebook posts in which you see the entire 3252 dancing and singing in unison is because um, we took some of those lessons. And by we, I mean the captains of the 3252 supporter groups and they incorporated them and everyone has been able to participate and make that atmosphere when now it's talked about even in mainstream media, like on Colin Cowherd with Tom Penn going out there, and you actually seeing video from the stadium, Will Ferrell being there, and the different stars that have come through out the season, season one, to support the team, from football players to rappers to actors and actresses that are out there, including Machete, letting Ollie fly before the, the game begins. So something that we want to touch on before we get any farther is our social media handles. You know, we are ever present on social media. Anyone today should be trying to be uh, a big part of this community, this LAFC community. So we have our Instagram handle at LAFCS2S, which is also our Twitter handle at LAFCS2S. And then you can also reach Christian or I via our website, www.lafcs2s.com. Or shoot us an email. My email is chris at lafcs2s.com and Christian's is christian at lafcs2s.com. Um, something else that we also want to look for uh, with this podcast is we are looking to try and have a, a, a third guest host uh, every episode. You know, So if you're interested in potentially being a guest host on, on one of the future podcasts, reach out to us and let us know. We've already got a, a handful of uh, potential people about nine people that, that have reached out and, and said that they'd like to be a guest host at some point and we're going to get everybody on. Um, and, you know, it, it, this is just a way to involve and invite the uh, community so that it's it's not just about the two of us, you know, it's, we want to invite as many people that, that want to have something to say and be heard. During some of the matches too, you might see us out there and we'll, we'll try to have some remote interviews from some of the different fans, first timers or those that have made this know a weekend thing with their families or their friends to kind of blow off some steam or support the local team so we, we want to have the sights and sounds in the radio form or podcast form to, to share with the rest of the LAFC family and hopefully internationally for those that, that listen I know we have fans that have been uh, profiled on LAFC.com from Australia and England and we want to continue to grow that and we see you know this upcoming Vissel Kobe match that features Andres Iniesta, Lucas Podolski, and David Villa, a former NYCFC player, as a great opportunity for fans in Japan 
to to see and feel what the LAFC atmosphere will be at the Bank of California Stadium. Absolutely. So with that, let's uh, let's just get right into it. We have a, a our second preseason match coming up this uh, Thursday, and that is against Vissel Kobe. We just finished having our first preseason match against uh, Toronto FC, and you know LAFC showed up in full force. You know, we uh, the final score of that match was three to one. Um, it was a closed a closed uh, match, so I mean, all we could do was really follow it on social media. But we had goals by Andre Horta, Diego Rossi, Peter Vessel, right, Peter Lee Vessel, and so I was uh, one of our new drafted players from the right. MLS uh, Super Draft. We're yeah. looking forward to what he what he's going to show. I think he out of our Super Draft players, he's the one that shows the most promise. And I think being the best Caribbean player at that age. Coming to this new system, we're I think building for the future. We definitely have a few young players with uh, blessing Rossi, and if he can kind of emulate their game, their speed, their intelligence in the midfield, and complement our attack in the next few years, and he can break into the team, I, I think that that's a positive. And I think that that was the right draft pick at that at that stage in the draft for the LAFC for an office. The big thing too that I feel like was a big factor in, in or that made it interesting at least for me when we played Toronto FC over the weekend was our former first captain of the team Lawrence Simon is now a player of uh, Toronto and so I, I you know there was a picture of Simon and um, Beta Shore Beta Shore mm-hmm. talking before the game and uh, you know it just it, it's just an interesting dynamic because I think that in a lot of people's hearts there's always going to be that underlying respect. Simon scored the first goal at the Bank of California Stadium. He was our first captain. Uh, so it holds a, a soft spot for a lot of people and you know how he ended up going to Dijon in a transfer midseason last year and now he's back in the MLS and he uh, he did it for the for the health of his daughter, health and welfare of his child. There are some people that are, you know, that I've spoke that I've spoken to that are like, hey, you know what, I'm I'm gonna cheer for him the next time that he's at the bank. And then there's other people that are talking that there might be booze, you know. But it's I think that overall, I, I think that he was, you know, he served a great role on our team while he was here. And I think that it was, uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool to see that they are still they're still comrades. And I agree with you. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't not boo him because. Despite the fact that he left midseason for family reasons, that was a sour moment for fans. From a, a team perspective, I, I do think that every time he was out in the field, he did leave it all out there for the team. You know, some people think that some of the things that he did were risky from a defensive standpoint. He did bring excitement, playing from the back and, you know, creating the offensive attack for our team all the way from the center back position, which I think is something that hopefully some of the new signings and the back line can bring moving forward. But it was good that we re-signed Zimmerman and uh, we got Silva back. Silva back, and you know I, I think that that that's it's great to be able to still have roots to build on. What I'm interesting interested in seeing actually is Segura from Colombia. I know that he's gonna have a better time acclimating just because he has a twister here uh, with a language barrier for him. But in the highlights that I see I saw from him, I think he's a young player but is also really good defensively, but can also come out playing from the back from a center back position and initiating attack. So that is one of the signings that is not being talked about that much, that I think from a system perspective and what Bob Bradley's trying to do, bodes well for what the, the team is trying to do in building from the back and, and having possession from, from minute one and, and dominating the entire game. So let's uh, actually start transitioning now into the game on Thursday. What are your expectations, man? I mean, I, I, I remember last year when Bruce Dorman actually came to the bank, some of the, the bigger 
name players, Gotze and, and Pulisic, they played, you know, about 45 minutes. Some of them played over, over, past into the second half. But what's your expectation, especially because it is preseason with Iniesta and Podolski and, and Davia, you know, how many minutes do you think that they're going to play? How many minutes do you think some of our key players like mm-hmm. Vela and Rossi and Porta, how many minutes are they going to see? I think from a Visokobi perspective, they're, they're going to play a little more than I think we thought. Like, we're not going to get 30 minutes. I think they'll for sure get at least a half. And the reason being is that the J-League starts at the end of February. So they're ramping up their preseason and trying to get their fitness up, getting their system that their coach wants to play up. Or if Iniesta, Villa, and Podolski have a say in that, they're probably trying to build their chemistry so that they can have a better understanding when they, they step onto the field and the season begins. Uh, media outlets and LAFC's postings, uh, Bob Bradley thinks that you know most of the players are at about 30 to 45 minute playing at the type of intensity that he expects during the season. So I see most players playing about a half to max 60 minutes depending on the fitness level and what they did on the offseason. I'm excited because some of these new players that are trying to make the team are trying to implement the system but some of the ones that have been here have a better understanding and I, I think they're going to play much better than they did against Borussia Dortmund last year. You know and even in that game LAFC got the one one goal lead and, and they held it until I want to say like the last 10 minutes if I remember correctly. Definitely no it was it was competitive but one of the things I guess we would have to really consider with that game is Borussia Dortmund was truly under preseason months before the Bundesliga began and LAFC had already played in their season but regardless you know right even, even with the fact that they're in preseason I mean the people that play in the Bundesliga oh, are sure. supposed to be some of the top athletes right I mean along with La Liga or uh, the EPL you know so if you were to take a team of that caliber and have them play against an MLS team even if it is people that are not necessarily on the starting 11 you know the fact that LAFC was able to hold their own I feel for Mm -hmm. a good amount of the game it it shows that there's a lot of potential with our team it was competitive um, not only on the pitch they did complement the atmosphere that was brought in a midweek game against them so I recall you know Pulisic saying that the atmosphere was electric with the 32-52 that night and that the football that our team played was competitive and you know had them on their heels at times in terms of defending. The other big thing that happened over the weekend too was the U.S. men's national team. They had a game and we had two of the LAFC players on that roster. You know, we actually had three that got called out to camp, but Tyler Miller came back because uh, they wanted to keep only two goalies on that on the roster. Zimmerman got the start on the starting 11 and he had a goal and then Christian Ramirez came in at like the 81st minute it I think at the 85th he got so he got his first cap and his first goal within the last 10 minutes of the match the fact that we've got players on our squad that are getting called up and getting looks on the U.S. men's national team that also shows that we do have a lot of uh, core guys that we have gotten back this year that just give us the opportunity to build on and progress and and you know hopefully one day soon we uh, are able to lift up an MLS championship I think that the U.S. men's national team is recognizing some of these domestic players such as Zimmerman and Ramirez. I think that Ramirez is going to be a definite contender with Dio, and I think Dio is going to really have to earn that starting spot this year because coming off of that in the preseason, he's going to have high confidence. He didn't end, well. He ended the season last year doing pretty well, scored in that last game, but. I think that Ramirez, the more he progresses, the more the more opportunities he gets in the box. 
the more he'll score. So I'm looking forward to see what kind of progression and what kind of rhythm he gets this year now that he understands the system a little bit better and what Bradley wants from him and hopefully he generates more goals for the club. You know, one of the biggest players that I feel like is going to step up and play a bigger role is Andre Horton. I feel like last year he, you know, he came in mid-season and they always talk about, you know, going to a brand new club and a new environment and a new city and just the time and the period for adjustment. And I I feel like there's a lot of uh, talent there and there's a lot of potential to see him develop. And and I I really hope that 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 is ending up what happens this year. Regardless of the fact that he's one of our designated players, I just feel like that there are good things on the horizon for him. He was able to score in the first preseason game. So right off the bat, he's starting on the right foot. Scoring is going to be important for him. I know he's more of an offensive-minded midfielder. I think him going at the defense is going to be important and free up both Rossi, Vela, and then also ultimately Diomandio Ramirez, whoever's up top. So that's going to be very important. I think he's gotten acclimated. I think he had a rough first couple games last year that maybe got him down in his confidence a bit, but then was never able to really get his rhythm and maybe not the best understanding of Bob Bradley's system initially. But I see a lot of progression in similar practice that I've seen and that initial match highlights that, that I was also able to see on the LAFC.com website. So there uh, there was also something that was just posted on uh, Reddit just before we started recording and uh, it was talking about one of LAFC's newest signings. Well, what was the post on Reddit? Yeah, the, so the post is from MLS Transfer Alerts and he usually is pretty good. So LAFC, and it's not a kept secret at all because it's been talked about since last weekend, Salvadoran forward Rodolfo Celaya from Alianza. It seems like they've announced that he is going to have his final match this Wednesday in El Salvador at the capital, San Salvador. And then he's supposed to be announced over the weekend here for LAFC, which is another forward or attacker. He could also play winger. So we're not going to be lacking any offensive options at all. Uh, I'd say he's an experienced, multi-capped Salvadorian player, has played in Mexico, has played in Russia. So he understands different environments, has done well in the CONCACAF uh, Gold Cup, but was also part of that scandal with match fixing that happened back with the Salvadoran national team. So he's he's cleared all that up. He's been a true professional over the last few years, being the head of that offense and has been the most important player in that team and in that league for the last few years. So I think it's a positive to have more weapons than not. I think that it's yet to be seen if the signings we've made for the de- our defense are good enough, but I know offensively we're not going to be lacking goals at the Bank of California Stadium this upcoming season. Let's let's also start looking at uh, some of the other things that, that have gone on over the last couple of weeks, rumors and what have you. Did you see this, that they announced uh, that there was a leak of a potential jersey leak went out? I forget. Yeah, no, there, it came from a very well-known, I think, Colombian jersey leaker. I mean, what's your opinion of it? There are some people that said that it's like a, um, uh, what's it called when a television goes out? Like it's like the static. Uh, of the... A little bit. No, I, I see that now that you've said that. My reaction was that I liked it. I liked it more at least than the the white jersey from last year. What I really wanted to see, and I know that people on Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram have talked about having a gold jersey as the second jersey, or at the very least, the third jersey. That'd be ideal, at least for me, selfishly. But I'll, I don't dislike this gray, staticky looking jersey. Would have hoped that, you know, red YouTube TV button would have been grayed out. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the branding has to stand and based on YouTube's you, requests. You know, I'm also interested, if you look at uh, teams across the pond and stuff like that, their second 
a lot of times their second jersey has no relation to the color scheme of the club itself, you know. So uh, it seems like traditionally, at least right now, with a lot of the MLS teams, that their second jersey is still of the same color scheme as the club itself. So I wonder if they're ever going to get to that point where you can just get like a, a like a neon green or something, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of people that like that, you know, especially the 90s coming back, big clunky shoes coming back, so flamboyant. Shoes, jerseys is not something that people won't buy, but I I like it. Yeah, um, I, I mean I'm I I do like the fact that you they only issue one new jersey a year. It makes it really easy to just buy one jersey. That's good. Uh, so uh, let's continue talking about Vissel Kobe and how they finished in last season, and I guess the expectation. I mean they David Villa was a new signing, and uh, Lucas Podolski was also a new signing this season. They had Dav- uh, Andre Iniesta from the season before, right? Uh, it's actually the opposite. Lucas was there first before he oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which is fine. Um, but no, that that's going to be a dynamic trio for sure in Japan, or, or at the very least box office in terms of getting uh, butts in the seats. I, I think Iniesta is still a fantastic player. Probably have played in any other European country, uh, just as Pirlo did and extended his, his career. It's going to be an incredible experience this Thursday. Why? Because you're, you're actually getting three World Cup winners, two from Spain and one from Germany at the Bank of California Stadium with still that intelligence and soccer savviness that can cut apart most teams uh, because they see things before they happen and they make the pass in anticipation of what the defense is going to do. So I think that, that's going to be an exciting thing for me as a fan to be able to see. I think that they're definitely going to admire the fact, the atmosphere that the 3252 and the rest of the stadium are going to bring. I think they've been told about it, but I, I it's different until you go there. And I know that the Rakuten club that owns Visokobi has made a significant investment to get these three players all on one team because their goal is to be a mainstay in the AFC Champions League in Asia. Basically, this investment is, is key for them to be a global brand, similar to what LAFC is doing and I think them having this this match this week together and having that mutual beneficial relationship is going to bode well especially if Lucas Podolski and Justin Yes and David Villa stay on the team if we can make this like a for the next two three years I think there's going to be a lot of seats and a lot of stadiums that are full because of it you know something that you just mentioned too about um, the ability of, of those three players from Vizal Kobe and, and the the vision that they have and stuff like that I remember you and I were talking about Josh Perez a couple like a week ago and we were saying that that was also somebody that might because of his time in Fiorentina Syria yeah. that be the the training that he's gotten over there that, that that'll give him the same the same type of thing and so that's also another player that we didn't really get to see very much of at the end of last season that I feel like will also have a big influence in this season. He'll have the opportunity to to kind of show showcase what his offseason was like, what he's improved on during this match, which is interesting. And one of the things I really like about him, he's a local boy. He's actually, he grew up here in Montebello. He's oh, not wow. the right Christian was, is local too, right? Yeah, Christian? Christian's from Santa Ana, California. So yeah, there's there's two players here that are local. And Ramirez has been able to get more minutes. Perez last year got a, a couple runs and when he was on there, you could tell he was very um, eager to contribute very fast down the line. And I think just because he hasn't played on the field in a game all that much, he wasn't able to put the quality balls that I think he's capable of. I'm looking forward to him getting more minutes if he could break in. But one thing I will say is with Rodolfo Salaya coming in, having Bella, having Rossi, 
having Blessing, Dio Malde, and Ramirez, he, it's going to be difficult for him to get minutes. So I, I really think he, he needs to step it up this season, and I think he can. You're, you went down that list of all the people that we have that are an attacking force, and it's yeah. you would think it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for someone to earn that starting spot where it's a definite one. There might even be something where it's like a rotation where uh, Bob Bradley might do a rotation based off of who our opponent is and what they might give us uh, uh, in terms of um, openings and things like that, that that'll be who who he ends up putting in the starting 11 for those games. So it'll be interesting to see. It is going to be tough to get minutes because I didn't even mention the midfield. The midfield is also pretty loaded, even though some might say that we should have picked up at least another kind of defensive midfielder or so. But you know, Orta is more offensive, yes. But then you still have uh, Mark Anthony K, who's coming back from his injury. You also have Atuesta and Wynn. And all three of them can play defensive or attack. And all three of them generated and scored goals last year. So, like I said, offensively, we're going to be good. You're going to have also Harvey and Beta Shore going down the flanks, um, which will help in the attack. So And uh, Mohamed El Manur, who we just got from uh, Orlando. Correct. So, he's another offensive-minded defender. So... I, I do I do think this is a conversation we had earlier uh, about that trade with our number one pick to get him from Orlando and it's a smart trade why because I think he is the player that Moutinho would have become in three to four years and we're getting him now and I think this win now mentality and entertaining the fans competing for the MLS Cup year after year if the front office feels like they can make that move with a limited impact to the cap go for it I'm going there to cheer my my butt off so if they can you know work their butt off to get that that quality team on the field I'm all for it so we've got a game on Thursday Thursday night at seven o'clock at the bank and that's Vissel Kobe and then there are uh, another handful of preseason games but most of them are closed closed to the public closed to the press we've got uh, Columbus on the, on the 4th of February, we've got Atlanta on the 10th, San Jose on the 16th, and then on the 23rd is Vancouver, which is open to uh, season ticket holders only, I believe. Right, so if you're not a season ticket holder or you're thinking about it, I think you should definitely reach out to LAFC to get some tickets because there are perks or discounts at the LAFC headquarters. And if you become a 3252 member, you also get discounts as well and exclusive content via newsletters, etc. So, you know, if you're a casual fan and you're thinking about it, I think you, you should definitely commit. If you're still casual and you want to continue enjoying the match, you know, please continue to come to the Bank of California Stadium because we want every voice to be heard there. Uh, after our preseason games are all wrapped up, we've got our first game, our home opener, which is March 3rd against Sporting Kansas City. And that game is uh, at 5:30, and uh, that'll be a live event. I mean, it, it was we had what did we have to do six games last season without a home game? So right. it's like to be able to have a home opener first first uh, weekend of the season. It's I think that there's a lot of people that have been just chomping at the bit to get back ever since uh, the end of November. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to it, and I know everyone that is an LASC fan has been chomping at the bit to use your words. I feel like we're getting this little appetizer with Visokobi to go experience the bank, and then we have to wait another month, and it's a bit of a tease. But I know that there's a lot of pent up energy within that month, and once March third comes, it's gonna be as explosive as it was last year when our home opener we got that 90th minute goal with uh, Laurent Simon. And you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, because I wear my LAFC hats and my sweaters and shirts, and I wear them all the time outside, and I tell them, you know, that's the greatest live experience I've ever had in my life. I've been to World Series games and Super Bowls and NHL championships games. And I mean, to me, a, even just a, a regular game on a Wednesday night is at, at the bank. That's the greatest live experience I've ever had. 
bar none. Before before the stadium was open, the atmosphere with the supporters that already were chanting for the team was unreal. And once the stadium opened, they didn't disappoint. And I think the energy has only grown and they come and contribute to that atmosphere. So it's unreal. And it's, it's hard to describe until you go and visit and have your first experience at the Bank of California cheering on LAFC. But, you know, with that... We, this is our first episode, and we just wanted to give you guys a, you know, a brief introduction and, and kind of go over some of the more current events that we had right now. Uh, like I said, we do want to have uh, more guest hosts on to, to be able to keep everything fresh, and it's not just our two opinions and, and the things we have to say. We want to have people come on and you know, hear your feeling about the club, about the experience, about you know, whatever. You know, we're open to anything and everything and reach out to us on social media at LAFCS2S or send us an email to our email address is Chris at LAFCS2S.com or Christian at LAFCS2S.com. And uh, we'll get back to you guys. You know, it's uh, this is really exciting. This is uh, definitely going to be something that we're going to be uh, working diligently to bring you the right kind of content that you guys want to hear. Obviously, this is for you guys. You know, this is for us because we want to be part of this club in a bigger fashion than we were as fans. But this is for you guys you know this is this content is here for you and so let us know what you guys think let us know how we can improve or what you want to hear and, and we'll yeah. take it from there we do have merch that's coming up that we want to make available to you guys to get the word out and help us out yeah, some, one of the supporter groups the district nine ultras shout out to ishmael ramos and junior almarez you know they they are the ones that that totally helped me out with from the custom connects which you can follow them on instagram at custom connects and you can look at uh the instagram our la our shoulder to shoulder podcast instagram uh i've got pictures of the pins and stickers and those will be for sale eventually on our website uh in the next uh, couple of weeks they'll be on there i also have we also have uh, scarves coming from roughneck scarves we have an order of 50 so if anyone wants to uh, purchase a scarf those will be available too you know, I just and and also Ishmael was able to help me with uh, the website. You know, yeah. so I you know I owe a lot of gratitude and thanks to the uh, to the guys from Custom Connects and the District Nine Ultras for all the help that they've given me. Yeah, so you know we we have big plans, big thoughts, big big ideas, but it won't be anything without your contribution, your your opinions, and what you guys want to hear. Like Chris said earlier, so hit us back at the different social media outlets. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We have all this energy that we want to give to to the fans uh, because that's what they give us at the Bank of California Stadium. And that's why uh, this is the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. So, and, you know, let us know, too. If you guys are coming to a game and you want to, you know, introduce yourselves or say hi or anything like that, let us know at a time. I have my season seats in the Figaro Club and Christian's season seats are in the Section 227. We are totally approachable people. You guys come up, say hi to us whenever you guys want. And we look forward to seeing you guys and meeting you guys all. And thanks for taking a listen.